Does that make sense? Alright. Now after this teaching this morning, some of you will understand the reason why something happens to you. You will understand the reason why certain things happen in your life. Because sometimes as a believer, we, you know, we, we get distracted and destructed and destroyed. Not necessarily because of what is happening. But we destroy ourselves in the process because we are ignorant of the fact that before we came, all of these things had already been designed. Now, let me say it this way. The situations and circumstances does not kill. Problems don't kill. Challenges don't kill. The, the, the issues in your life can't kill you. The only thing that kills you is how you handle the challenges that comes your way. No problems, as long as it is permitted by God, it has not come, it does not come to kill you. The only thing that kills you is the state of your mind, is the state of your spirit, and how your attitude in the process. Because for everything that shall become of you, for everything that shall happen to you, God already foreknew. He's already very much aware of what will happen to you 100 years from now. He's aware of what will happen to you 10 years from now. He's aware of what shall become of you Five years from now, as a matter of fact, before you were even conceived in your mother's womb, that was what he said to Jeremiah. Before, watch this, he said to Jeremiah, before you were born, you, I knew you. Before thou camest forth out of your mother's womb, I already ordained you a prophet. See, these are two things there. Number one, it talks about being foreknown and the second one is talks about being predestinated all right being predestined god knew him before he could come to be predestined means his destiny was already determined before he was born god knew that a man called frank would be born foreknown then before I came, he already predestinated me. Alright? Alright. Now, God in his knowledge, he already knew what shall make the prophetic or what shall make the anointing or what shall make the ability or what shall make you become exactly what you have been predestinated to become he knows exactly the oven that you have to go through in order for you to be baked and cooked so he organizes all of those things before you were even thought of he already foreknew you he knew what he should release into your life he knew what he should 
do about your life. He knew what should become of you. Alright. So the first one we look at. We look at the word for no. It begins with the word for no. And the second one is the predestinated. The word predestinated is like predestined. That is where we get the word destiny. Somebody say destiny. Say it again. Say destiny. Your life has been predestined. Your life, your destiny has been, your destiny has been pre-organized or predetermined before you came to this world. Watch me. Let me say this. If God says that you will be a great woman tomorrow and in your life you are facing all the battles and you come to a point in your life where it looks like you have come to the end of your life. All you have to do is to go back to the drawing board. If what you are or if what you see is not what God says shall become of you, just know that you have not come to the end yet. Wait, let me explain this. For you to get to where you have to be, God already foreknew and he prepared all you have to go through, all the tunnels you have to be through, all the ovens you have to be through, all the challenges you have to go through. Those are the things that will bake you and cook you and prepare you for what you shall become. So in the process, sometimes you'll be beaten, sometimes you will bleed, sometimes you will fall, sometimes it will look like you have come to the end of your life. But when you go back to the drawing board, if that is not what God says your life will look like, just know that you are still in the process. Let me say it one more time. You didn't get what I said. If God says you'll be a great man and you see yourself on the floor and you only have a modicum of life or breath get up. Get up from there. Why? That is not what God says about you. He already predestined your life. What you shall be has already been decided by divinity. What shall become of you has already been decided by God. So you better get up from there because it is not over yet. You may be on the floor. Get up. Your life may not go of your decision. Your life may not be going the direction of your plan. Your life may not be going the direction of your thought. Your life may not be going the direction of your prayer. Your life may not be going the direction of your prophecy. But one thing you must know is that if God has spoken a word over your life, it's only a matter of time you shall see the word come to pass in your life. 
feel something here. Listen to me. Where you are now is not where you got to be. Even though you are bleeding, even though you are on the floor, even though it looks like your bones are broken, even if it looks like your your life is not making sense, even if it looks like you are rising and you are crashing, even it looks like you are going up and you are coming down. But you know the good news? If that is not what God says about your life, you just need to wake up from there. Sometimes you don't need to run if you don't have the energy. You don't even need to walk if you don't have the energy. If the energy you have is to crawl, keep crawling. The, am I talking to somebody here? If the energy you have is for you to crawl, keep crawling. As long as you are making a movement, as long as you are making a move, as long as you are advancing, keep advancing. Whether you roll, roll. If you have to crawl, crawl. If you have to jump, jump. If you are anyhow, just make sure you are making a move from where you are. Your life, unfortunately, God can tell you what you shall become, but He will not tell you the ovens, the tunnels that you get to go through before you become it. Let me say it one more time. God will tell you what shall become of you, but He will not tell you how you shall become it. It is one thing for God to tell Joseph that all the stars and the moons are bowing down before him. But ladies and gentlemen, it's another thing for Joseph to inquire, Lord, how shall these things be? You might know that good things are coming your way. You're going to be a powerful person in this world. You're going to be a great person in this world. The whole world will come looking for you. Generations will come coming towards you. People are going to come to you. People are going to see you everywhere in the world. But you don't know how. No wonder Mary asked the angel, how shall this thing be? Because it's important. She said, I know. I've been, I've heard people say that God will do big, God will do that. But I know what I want to know. What is the process of becoming the mother of Jesus? You know, sometimes, you know, right now, you may look very fair. But before you become it, you might look dark. Because when the oven finishes roasting you, you may look big now. By the time you arrive there, you have already lost all the weight you carried. Why? Because you don't know the process you got to go through before you become it. The problem, the reason why a lot of people, they don't get, they don't arrive, they get weary and discouraged along the way is because they are not aware. Sometimes you think because there are so many problems in your life, you feel you will never arrive. No, it is a process. Someone say, ah, if I have a little problem in my life, with the way my life is going, I don't think I will ever be. I don't think I will ever. No. 
I don't think I will ever arrive with the way problems are everywhere. The way I'm having challenges in school. I don't think I will ever graduate. No, sir! With who I'm failing, failing all the time. I don't think I will ever, I don't think, maybe school is not. No! It's a process. You just did not know or you just don't know how to get there. To get there, sometimes you will step on nails. Sometimes you will step on tons. Sometimes you will bleed while you're walking. Sometimes you will fall while you are moving. Sometimes you will crash while you are going. But all you got to do is to rise up and pick up your pieces and continue going. Because this is not where your life will end. If God never told you that you will end up in misery. If God never told you that you will end up in tatters. If God never told you that you will end up in shambles. If God never told you that your life will end up in mockery. If he never said that to you, just gather yourself and keep moving. He never told you that. Just keep going. You have been predestinated. Some of the things happening in your life, you might think, oh, oh God, oh Lord, why this? Lord, why this? The Lord said, that is who you are born to be. I'll show you something. In Luke chapter 4, Jesus went into the temple and the Bible says when he went into the temple, he took the book. He went up the altar and he opened to a page and read where it was written about him. He was he opened to the page where it was written about him. There is a book where your life history, your destiny picture has already been drawn. Your life has already been determined before you came. So anytime you face a trouble on your way headed to your destiny, don't give up there because it is only a process that is not your destination. It's only the road that leads to where you are going. And for some of us, we have to. For some of us, when when you look at when you look at the tunnels and the ovens that we have to go through, for some of us, the ovens are hotter than others. Some people's ovens are hotter than others. Some people's pit are deeper than others. Some people's trouble are bigger than others. But you know what? The bigger your problems, the bigger your destiny. God will never allow you go through big problems if your destiny is not commensurate with the blessing that is coming your way. Am I talking to somebody here? God will never allow your ovens to be hotter if the blessing that is coming is not according to, is not up to, is not up to the fire that you have been through. Phew. Somebody say I've been predestined. Come and say I've been predestined. Another another thing about pre- being predestined. Oh, chai, chai. This one is sweet. This one is sweet. Do you know one thing about being predestined? The most important things about being predestined is that nobody meets you along the way and determine your destiny. Hey! Nobody 
somebody. You know why God predestines you before you came? So that whoever meets you along the way and tries to determine your destiny already came late. Oh, yeah, yeah. The way you are looking at me this morning. Are you grabbing what I'm talking about? Whoever meets you at the age of 10, at the age of 20, at the age of 30, at the age, even at the age of one or one day, already came late. Before, because before you were formed, before God even taught, before your parents even taught about you, your destiny has already been determined. And there are two things here. Do you know that I can, man can give you, can decide your destiny and a higher man can come and truncate it. A higher man can come and change it. The Bible says, when that which is in part shall come. He said, when that which is perfect shall come. That which is in part shall be done away with. Which means when a higher power comes, the lower power will bow. So a man can decide your, determine your destiny, but when a higher power comes, it can disrupt it. But we thank God that we serve a God who is the most powerful, who is the greatest, who is the most greatest, who is everything. Nobody is bigger than our God. So if He has determined your destiny, no Sankoma can change it, no man can change it, no devil can change it, no witch, no wizard can. Let me say it one more time. Mama, if I'm bigger than you, I can determine your destiny. If he's bigger than me, he can change it. If she's bigger than him, she can change it. If he's bigger than him, he can change it. The person that is bigger than who can change it. The good news is that nobody's bigger than our God. <laughs> he already determined what shall become of you. His word is fine now. Nobody, the Bible says, who is he that saith a thing and they come to pass when the Lord has not spoken. It is only God who has the last and the final say. You know why? When I talk about people determine, people, people feel like they have authority over people's lives. Somebody can tell you, I will destroy you. I will end your life. I will end your, I will end your, your life is, I will finish you. I will end you. That's what people say. You know, because they feel that they have power. Maybe because they've helped you to a certain level. They've assisted you to a certain level. So they now feel now based on the assistance. As soon as they take the tables from under you, you will fall. They feel like when they take the chair from under you, you will fall. They don't know that God has already made the plan. Men are your resources. God is your only source. Am I talking to somebody? here. He's your source of supply. He's your source of health. He's your source of miracle. So if he has not said you will fall, nobody can bring you down. Predestinated. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm predestinated. Say, before I knew you, my destiny was already determined. Eternity already determined who I shall become. Abrotekiatolias. Hey, 
Now let me tell you something. I've, I've, I've made, I've made researches. I've read about people. I've read about great men. I've read about great people, and I've seen great people. And and I see people that you know people already determine their life. And recently, the one that is hitting the news right now is a man called Wood Tiger Woods. I, I'm sure you must have read about what happened to him. Tiger Woods was popular. A lot of industries and companies were using him. You know, he was a face of a lot of companies and all of that. But when Tiger Hood fell, Tiger Hood lost his marriage. Tiger Hood lost everything. He lost everything. As a matter of fact, his divorce took a lot from him and everybody wrote him off and all of those big corporations that were supporting him that, you know, he was, he was, he was, he was, you know, uh, what do you say? He was, he was their, their face, the face of their company. They all took him out and the guy was down and out. And that was after many years. Do you know what happened recently to Tiger Wood? Tiger Wood is back in the golf kind of a business. Right now, I think in one day, he made about 5 million US dollars in one day. And everybody is looking for Tiger Wood again. Never write off a man that God has not written off. Never write off a woman that God has not written off. You don't have the last say. Your pen, the ink of your pen is not eternal. Am I talking to somebody here? Water can touch that ink and it will dry off. But it's only God who when he writes for you, nobody can delete it. Nobody can erase the finger of God for your life. Whatever God writes is permanent, is perpetual. Am I talking to somebody here? Someone might ask me a question. Does God write? You don't know God writes? Go and ask Daniel. God writes. God writes. The Bible says in the book of Colossians, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances, which was written against us and contrary to us, taking it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a public show of them, triumphant. God blots out the handwriting of ordinances. He can write. He can blot out he can clean any other handwriting that contradict the handwriting of God Whoosh. I'm preaching to myself this morning Come on, dear. Nobody can determine what shall become of you. And listen to me. You might fall into the pit, but don't worry. Don't, 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 don't worry about it. You, you, might, you, might, you might look dead, but don't worry. When you come out of the pit, don't worry. David says he brought me up also out of the merry clay and out of the horrible pit. He set my feet upon the rock. He established my going. He put a new song in my mouth and praise unto God. Ladies and gentlemen, God will bring you out of the pit. If that is not where your destiny will end, God will bring you out of the pit. And you know the good news? Nobody's destiny determined by God it says that the person will be destroyed. Say that the person will die before his time. Nobody's destiny is small. Nobody's destiny is minute. Nobody's destiny is bad. If God has ever determined your life, just know that he thinks something good about you. Jeremiah eleven twenty nine. I know the thoughts that I think to what you say of the law, thought of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Shoo. I feel like I should just, you know, just stay on this predestination. I, I just, I like it. I, I don't want to proceed to the other one. Maybe, maybe we can deal on the other ones on Friday. I, I just like to be predestinated. If God has predestinated me, come what may, come hell, come high waters, I will always
always rise again the bible says oh my enemy laugh not at me when i fall for when i fall i shall rise again when i sit in darkness the lord shall be my light am i talking to somebody here you must understand one thing about your life that you may lose things you may lose everything you may go down on the floor you may cry but ladies and gentlemen god will pick you up again because that is not your destiny until you get to where god wants you to get to nothing will stop you nothing will end you nothing will quench you until you arrive where you are going See, if you read the Bible, if you're a good King James, King James Version uh, Christian, you always hear where the Bible says, and it came to pass, or it shall come to pass. There are certain things that comes not to stay. They come to pass. They come to pass. Your trouble is not your destination. It's only the process. The challenges is not the destination. It's only the process. Ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you something? Sometimes on your way to destiny, God is going to cut a lot of people from you. God is going to remove a lot of people from your life. Because they are not meant to get to the Canaan with you. They are not meant to get to the promised land with you. So God sometimes on his own will cut certain people out of your life. And sometimes it will be very painful. Very painful when God cuts them out of your life. But ladies and gentlemen, if you are somebody who prays, somebody who lives before the Lord, someone who tells the Lord, Lord, let your will be done in my life, I tell you sometimes God will mess you up before he makes you up. Last night I was reading my Bible, the book of Mark. <laughs> I, 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 I read the book of Mark. Do you know? Do you know Jesus met a guy and this guy was blind? Come on, ladies and gentlemen, when a man is blind, you help the man. You don't mess him up. Can you imagine meeting a blind man on the street and you treat him like Jesus treated that guy? What did he do? Jesus went to him, spit on his face. That's what he did on his face. If other guys were there, they would have said, Jesus, you are a very bad boy. But when he spit on the face of the man, his eyes open. Sometimes before God opens your eyes, he allows people spit on you. He allows people match on you. He allows all kinds of evil happen to you. At the end of the day, he lifts you up and tells you, this is why I allowed all those things to happen to you. As if that was not enough, he met another guy blind. He went, he spit on the ground. Use this one, it was not only spittle, it was now with mud. He was pop, pop on the eyes. Ah, very unhygienic. But he said to the man, Go wash in Siloam. When he got there, washed his eyes, his eyes became brand new. Before God will make you up, God will mess you up. Let me not lie to you. The process sometimes can be very, very bad, man. It can be very, very heartbreaking. It can be very, very devastating, debilitating, and bedeviling. It can be very, very difficult. It can be very, very hectic and very, very tedious. But you know what? All you got to do every time, go to the drawing board of God and say, Lord, are we still together? Have you changed your mind? Because I don't understand what is going on now. Are we still together? What you told me, is it still, is it still intact? Are your promises for me still intact? I want to know 
sudden because the way I'm looking at things right now things don't go the way that you told me but ladies and gentlemen every time God gives you a nod and tells you I'm still with you pick up yourself like David pursue overtake without fail you shall recover everything that you've lost am I talking to somebody right now Let me let me let me not go to the let me let's let's finish on this predestination. Another word for destiny is destination. Destiny, destination, destiny, destination, destiny, destination. Sometimes when you go to town, you gotta pass through Marabastad. But Marabastad is not your destination, you just going through Marabastad. Sometimes going through Marabastad, when you get there and there's traffic, you wind up your glass because hey, those guys can just put their hands in and just take your cell phone. One time I was just driving around Marabastad and a white lady was just driving in traffic and a guy just got hey, Marabastad. The guy just went close, put his hand and took the lady's phone phew, and disappeared. So when you get there, you, you, know, you just go through there but that's not your destination. Sometimes there could be traffic. Sometimes there could be convoy. Sometimes there could be delay but that doesn't mean that is where you ended. That doesn't mean, sometimes you might, even, you might even lose petrol. Sometimes your petrol might even run out. Sometimes your car might even breakdown. Sometimes you might even have some delays. But ladies and gentlemen, sometimes you can be stopped by the traffic cops in Marabastad. But that doesn't mean that's your destination. So you gotta come out, make sure you fix the vehicle and keep going because your destination is time. The Bible says the father of, of, of Abraham, his name is called Terah. He wanted to go to Canaan. Watch me. His decision was to go to Canaan. So they left where they were. And on their way to Canaan. Watch this. Abraham's father had a son called Haran. Haran. Abraham's brother's name was Haran. So, so excuse me. So Haran died. When Haran died. Abraham's father decided let's go to, ter let's go to Canaan. On their way to Canaan. They have to pass through Haran. A nation called Haran. When they got to Haran. Abraham's father remembered the death of his son Haran. He said now let me stay here and build a monument for my son. He stayed in Haran. But Haran was not his destination. Why do you think God came back to verse in verse 12 and said to Abraham now leave here and go to where I will show you because that was not his destination he said your father could not make it but and the Bible says Terah died in Haran he died there oh God oh God oh God where your father stopped is not where you're supposed to stop where your brother stopped is not where you're supposed to stop if that is not what God says about you you gotta make a move and get out of there Your father never built a house and you're still living in a rented house. Never built. Never even laid one block. Because your father could not do it. Don't stay there. Am I talking to somebody here? Your mother had all kinds of... No, don't stay there. Move, 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 move. So Abraham, the Lord, watch me. If you read, when I, when I quote scriptures, 
Can you guys put it on the board? Anytime I quote a verse, put it on the board so that we can always see it. If you read Genesis chapter 12 verse, Genesis chapter 12 verse 1, if you can put it for me. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 12 verse 1, the Bible says the Lord said unto Abraham, no. He said now the Lord had, had said, had said unto Abraham, the Lord had, 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 had. Which means it is a spoken word that had happened already before time. What is there? You see, it looks contradictory. You can't say now and had. Eh? Is somebody, I'm sure you, you have educated people here. Now had. Can you imagine that? Now. Now is a present and had is a past tense. So bringing past and present together is past participle. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Amen. Now, now watch me. It means the reason why it says now the Lord had, it means that the Lord had spoken long time ago, but it's now that Abraham could hear. Oh no, you didn't get me. You lost me there. Can I say it again? The Lord has said it before, but it is now that Abraham heard it. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. There are some of you, God has been speaking glorious things about you. But it is only now that you are beginning to hear. Now it's beginning to make sense. Wow! I never knew it was because of this that I've been going through all this. Now, now you are hearing what God had said 10 years ago. Now, now. Look, put for me on the board. Let me just say, I think, I think it's there. Put for me the last verse of chapter 11. The last verse of chapter 11. Put, let, let's see, let's see, let's see. Because if you read from, if you read from verse, I think from verse, uh, from verse 7 and all of that, you will see when God, to, when Haran was asked to leave, he was, uh, sorry, Terah, was going to Canaan. But when he got to Haran, the Bible said, okay, now look at it. Now, and the days of Terah, what, what did I, who did I say is Abraham's father's name? What did I say? Abraham's father's name? Somebody said Terah. So the, now the Bible says, and what happened? And the days of Terah were 205 years. And Terah did what? Where? Where? Come on, preach with me. Where? He died in Haran. Haran was not his destination. Canaan was his destination. But when he got to Haran, he remembered his son Haran that died. He said, okay, let's stay here and build a monument. Please don't build a monument. Don't build a monument for the dead. Don't build a monument for the past. Don't build a monument for something you have already buried. Jesus said, let the dead bury their dead. Forget about it. And move forward. So when he got to Haran, Haran reminded him of his late son. He said, okay, let me stay here. Let me stay here. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Now, just go back. Go back to maybe 20. Go go back to, uh, this is 32. Let's say, go back to uh, go back to 10. Go back to 29. Go to 29. Let's just look at this. Let's just look at it. So, I, I'm stopping in predestination, okay? So, we can go to the next one. 29. And Abraham and Nahor took them wives. The name of Abraham's wife was Sarah. And the name of Nahor's wife was Micah, the daughter of Haran. All right, that was his brother. Now, the father of Micah and the father of Iscah. Now, go to verse 20. Go to verse 20, uh, verse 30. Verse 30. Verse 30. But Sarah was barren. She had no child. Go to verse 31. Let's see. And Terah took Abraham his son and Lot the son of what? And Lot the son of what? And Lot the son of who? 
Haran's son, son, and Sarah, his daughter-in-law, his son, Abraham's wife, and they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go to where? Where were they going to read now? Where were they going to? Come on now. Where were they going to? They were going to Canaan. That was their destination. And they came unto where? Haran. And did what? And dwelled. What kind of life is that? Did you see it? They were going to Canaan. But when they got to Haran, the Bible said they stopped there. No. They landed there and they stopped there. And well there. Now look at what happened in verse 32. Look at what happened. When, when you stop where God does not want you to stop, you die before your time. That's what happened. Now the days of terror were 205 years and terror died in Haran. Now go to chapter 12 verse 1. Go to chapter 12 verse 1 again. Chapter 12 verse 1. This is what happened in chapter 12 verse 1. Chapter 12 verse 1. The Lord came back to Abraham. Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. God said, this is not where you are supposed to be. Your father died here, but this is not your destination. Carry your family and continue the journey. I prefer sight to everyone here that has been stranded and stuck in life you are about to go to your next level you are about to go to your destination you are about to go to where God wants you to go lift up your hand and shout amen go to verse 2 look at verse 2 Verse 2, verse 2. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I'll bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Verse 3, verse 3, verse 3, verse 3. And I'll bless them that bless thee, and cast him that cast thee, and in thee shall all the nation of the earth be blessed, all the families of the earth be blessed. Go to verse 4, verse 4, verse 4. And so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of. He had to, he said, the, the Lord. <laughs> Wait. Now, the Lord had said. If you went to school, you will understand what I'm talking about. Now, the Lord had said. So, it was at the age of 75 that Abraham could hear what the Lord had been speaking many years ago. And let me tell you something. Anytime you hear the voice of God, your destiny, your destination changes. You can't remain stranded, stuck, stunted, limited when you hear the voice of God. You can't remain stranded, stunted, stuck when you hear the voice of God. Every time you hear the voice of God, motion is applied. Every time you hear the voice of God, force is applied. What is what is what is we were told we're told in science that every Every object maintains every object maintains a position of rest until force is applied. So when the word of God comes, it comes with a force that propels you to the next level of your life. So as the word came, the Bible says he left where he was and he was on his way out of Haran. Go to verse 5. Let's end there. Verse 5. Verse 5. I like Bible. I like Bible. Verse five. And Abraham took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered and the soul that they had gotten in Haran and they went forth to go into the land of 
Oh no, preach now. Into the land of. Into the land of. Into the land of. Into the land of. Remember when his father left the earth. When his father left the land of earth of the Chaldees, he was going to Canaan. But when he came to Haran, he stopped there. For the Lord came back to Abraham. I said, This is not where your father was going. Your father is going to Canaan. So continue the journey until you get to your Alhambra. Everyone that says amen right now, where your father stopped is not where you will stop. Where others stop is not where you will stop. Where others ended is not where you will end. Lift up your hand, let your amen sound like fire. Now, wait, wait, wait. This one is interesting. This one is sweet. Can I show you what I want to show you? Very nice. You know, you know the word of God is like honey. Very sweet. If you know what you are reading, you enjoy it. Now, watch it. The Bible says, they went forth to go into the land of where? We read now. They went to where? Into the land of where? I like the Bible. The Bible did not stop there. The Bible says, and what? Into the land of Canaan. They did what? Oh, you didn't hear what I said. When you are on your way to destiny, you will surely arrive if God is with you. You will surely get there if God is with you. The Bible says, and into the land of Canaan, they came. Let me give you the good news. Where you are going to, you will surely get there. Where you are going to, you will surely arrive there. Where you are going to, God will surely bring you there. It doesn't matter the hell and the high waters on your way. Where you are going to, heaven will make sure you get there. God will put his force behind you. He will put his weight behind you until you arrive where you are going. You know, some of you, you know, you know that you are rich. But right now, if you look at your bank account, it's zero. You don't even have a bank account, some of you. <laughs> but you know that you are going somewhere. And into the land of Canaan, you shall come. I'm stopping at predestination. Predestination is heavy. It's too deep. Hala brother. Predestination talks about what you shall be before you were born. What you shall become before you were born. Ladies and gentlemen, you are you are you are you are a born winner. Forget about how much you have been losing until you win. The battle has not ended. Now, now, watch me. You know, I, I don't know. I, 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 I used to love wrestling a lot. I used to watch it a lot. But these days, I don't know why I lost interest. I, I used to love it. Amen? I used to love it. But these are just lost interest. I don't know why. But I, I, I just wish I could love it again. Amen? Be, you know why? Because I, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know if that is, if that is a, 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 a script that the people are playing. I don't know. Maybe some of you might know if that is a script that they're playing. But whatever it is, you can see how some of these guys are beating and beating and beating. They're thrown everywhere, broken everywhere. But finally they recuperate and they're able to stand again to beat. Now it means that if it is a script, John Cena is not supposed to die until they give him count of three. 
So some of you are actually acting the script of God. No, 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 no. I made a mistake. We are all acting the script of God. Before you came, God already wrote a script of what shall become of you. He knows that from time to time. Have you watched Nigerian movies before? Nigerian movies, no matter how the witchcraft bewitches a person, before the movie ends, somebody will surely win. Oh no, you didn't hear what I said. It will never be the witch. No, 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 no. It will never be. Why? Because it's a script. Some of you, you are acting the script of God. So the witchcraft must not win. That is why after every movie you hear, to God be the glory. Why? Because it's a script written. That is something written about you. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has it entered the heart of men. What God has written about you. There is something great about your life. I know the devil who feels like he's messing you up not knowing that he's actually in the script. Can I say it one more time? The devil is in the script. <laughs> he's in the script. He's there. He's there. He's there. God put him from one point. In fact, that was why for Job, God knew when the devil had to play his own role. So he said, Set and come, have you your role is time to play your role. <laughs> so Satan said, okay, I will come. I will come. You see, I will make sure that I spoil this movie. I will spoil this movie. You see, I know you had a plan, but you see, I spoiled it. That's what Satan was telling God. God said, try it. But you know what God told him? God says, touch everything he has, but don't touch his life. That is the same way when you are acting a movie. They say, even when, when we say punch a person, don't punch the person truly. Just... It's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. So don't touch his life because it's a movie. But at the end of the day, God brought Job to an, to, to, to an enviable position. Gosh. Listen to me. I've seen great people become great. They crashed until they were zero. But a few years down the line, Kofabana Sude, the rose, mm. the rose. Put Revelation chapter 11 for me. The rose, Kradash Tofranadalash, verse 1. Let me see something there. We're about to pray and go home. But the Lord is here. And it was giving me a read like unto rod. Then just stood, rise, measure the temple of God and the altars of them that worship. Verse 2. Verse 2. Verse 2. And I give power unto my two witnesses. Everybody look at this one. It's very important what I'm about to show you now. Very, very important what I'm about to show you. Listen. And I'll give what? No, no, no. Where, where, where is that? No, go to verse. Come, come again. And I'll, okay. And I'll give power to my two witnesses and they shall do what? Prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in what? In sackcloth. Now, look at this. Wait. He says, and I will do what? And I'll give power. Listen. Follow me. 
This, is, this will bless you. And I'll give what power unto my two witnesses. And they shall do what? They shall prophesy. Great things will happen through them. Great things. Powerful. Now look at verse 4. See what, see what happens. Look at what, what happened. Verse 4. And there are two olive trees. And the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. These are the two witnesses. Now go to the next verse. Go to verse 5. And if any man. Watch this. Watch this. These are the two witnesses. Now that God says he will give power. And they will prophesy. They will do great things. He said if any man will hurt them. Fire proceeded out of their mouth. And devoured their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. Anybody that wants to hurt these two witnesses must be burnt with fire and must be killed. Now look at verse 5. Look at verse 5. And these have power. What, 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 what? These have power. They have been given the keys of heaven to shut heaven and it at will. Like Elijah. Elijah was able to do what? Shut heaven and put the key in his pocket. He said, there shall be no rain. They have power to do what? To shut heaven that it rain not in the days of their prophecy and have power over waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. As often. As often as they will. But look at what happens. Look at what happens. Look at what happens. He said, and when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascended out of the bottomless pit shall do what? Make war against them and shall do what? Come on, read now. Shall do what? And do what again? And kill them. Oh God. These are great people. Powerful people. They have power to shut heaven at wheels. Open heaven shut. Just like Elijah. Elijah went to Ahab and said, there shall be no rain nor dew for three and a half years. He shut heaven, put key in his pocket. After three and a half years, he come back. He said, now there's about to be rain. He opened it, put the key back in his pocket. They have so much power. But the Bible says, the beast of the earth shall do what? Shall make war against them and shall fight them and shall do what? And shall kill them. Remember I told you? He said, don't be afraid of a person who can kill the flesh but cannot do what? Touch the spirit. Now, that beast kills them. It kills only the flesh. But watch this. I love my Bible. Watch this. Watch what happened in verse 9. Verse 9. Verse 9. Verse 9. Verse 9. Okay, verse 8. It's fine. And No, no. Go to verse 8. I think verse 8 now. Read verse 8. Go to verse, and their dead bodies, watch this, and their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Now go to verse 9. And they of the people and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in the grave. Go to verse 10. Verse 10. Verse 10. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them, shall rejoice and make merry and shall send gifts one to another. Hey, we have, we have succeeded in destroying him. We have succeeded in destroying them. We have succeeded in quenching them. We have succeeded in killing them. We have succeeded in ending their destiny and their future and all of that. And the Bible said they shall send gifts one to another. Send SMSs, send WhatsApp, say, yeah, we have won. Hey, we have won. Hey, we have won and all of that. That's what the Bible says. They shall send gifts one to another because these two prophets tormented them that dwelleth upon the earth. Now watch what happens in verse 10. Verse 10, 11. And after three days and a half, oh, Makrutesh, Kavabata. After three days and a half, this is a script. Now, Ma, 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 ma. The Bible says, after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them, and they stood upon their feet, and great fear fell upon all that saw them. Ah, I thought you'd be screaming already, somebody here. Oosh. No, no, no. Listen, everybody must have, there must be, there must be a, a an app in you that responds to the word of God. Everybody must have that app. When the word hits home, there has to be a reaction. For some, 
For some, you can't sit down anymore. For some, you scream. When you hear this kind of word, where the Bible says, after they are dead, after three and a half days, there's the spirit of life from God will enter them again. And they shall stand upon their feet. And great fear fell upon all that saw them. Which means even though you are dead on the ground, even though they refuse to put you in the grave, even if they conspire your downfall and your destruction, and it looks like your life has ended, the Bible says you shall rise again because the spirit of life shall enter you again and you shall stand on your feet one more time. Now, now, watch this. The Bible says in verse, verse 12, and they heard a great voice from heaven saying, come unto me, come up hither, and they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them, which means you shall levitate, you shall go higher, and every eye, everyone that thought they had succeeded in killing you, they will see how God will levitate you, they will see how God will lift you from earth, they will see how God will lift you from the position that you used to be before. I, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know there is somebody that needed this word this morning to tell you that, you know what? No matter how down low, cast down, cast you are, downtrodden that you are, God has a plan for you. He knows what is working about in your life. And when God is done, you shall see yourself on top again. Did you see that? The Bible said they had power, yet they were killed and destroyed by the beast. But after three and a half days, what happened? Life. Of course, I'm sure you know the number of uh, uh, three, ne? You know what number three is? One is what? One, number, let's start with one. One is what? One is what? One is unity. What is two? Two is union. What is three? Three is trinity. What is four? Four is balance. All the, all the earth. Four seasons that we have. And four cardinal points. What is five? You know five now. Grace. What is six? Man's number. What is seven? Perfection. What is eight? New beginning. What is nine? Number of delivery of fruitfulness. What is 10? 10 is number of honor. What is 11? 11 is disorder. What is 12? 12 is government. Ah, let me stop there. But you see what happened? The Bible says after three and half, after God, the number of three, the number of God, divinity had stepped in into man because man is like half of God. I told you that man is the fourth dimension of God. Do you remember when I said that? So after God, the fourth dimension, which is the half, the Bible says life entered them again. Can I say this to every one of you? It is not over yet. God has big plans for your life. And big days are still ahead of you. Big things are still ahead of you. God is not a man that he should lie. He's got a perfect plan for your life. Kabrushta. 
Now, 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 declare. Say, 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 I'm rising. Come on, say it again. Say, I'm rising. Say it one more time. I'm rising. Say it again. Say, I'm rising now. Say, I'm rising. I'm rising. I'm rising. I'm rising. I'm rising. Say, I'm rising. Say, no matter how down I am, I'm rising. I'm rising. I'm rising. I'm rising. I'm rising. I'm rising. I am rising. Let me close my Bible. Predestination is getting better. Predestination is getting better. See, when you're walking according to predestination, the road will be very rough. When you're going, let me tell you, the Bible says narrow is what? The road that leads to life. Well, broad is the way that leads to what? See, if your life is too smooth, it's suspicious. If your road to destiny is too smooth, it's very suspicious. You might be going the wrong direction. But when it's rough, hectic, and heavy, keep going. Sometimes you can even hit the stone and bleed. Close it. Continue. One day, you shall arrive. Kurushadaba. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Mandana. Stand up, everybody. Kisoto Pata. Jesus.